Hello, and welcome to Tales from the Hood, Motherhood, that is, podcast. This is a show for parents all about the struggles and joys of raising children and being married. This is week three of the podcast, and I'd like to thank everyone for reaching out to me and telling me their thoughts on the podcast. I always get super excited to hear from people. And Norma mentioned that I didn't include an email on Buzzsprout, Apple, or Spotify streaming services. And here it is. It's easy to remember. Christine Granados at gmail.com. It's also on my website by the same name. So feel free to contact me there. And thanks a lot for listening. I'm appreciating all the comments I'm getting. Today, I'm going to try and explain the term motherandering, which is what most mothers have done at one point in their lives. It isn't pretty, and it doesn't smell good either. An example of the way I ran my household when my children were toddlers can be seen in Laura Numeroff's book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. For those who've never read her picture book, it tells the story of a little boy who offers a cookie to a little mouse. Numeroff wrote, if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to ask for a glass of milk. When you give him the milk, he'll probably ask you for a straw. When he's finished, he'll ask you for a napkin. Then he'll want to look in a mirror to make sure he doesn't have a milk mustache. So the story continues in the same vein, setting off a chain reaction of events that eventually lead to chaos. This chaos resembles what it's like to be a mother. I call it motherandering. Here's what I mean. When I wake up in the morning, I sit on the couch and try to read the newspaper. But my sons, like the mouse in the Numeroff story, decide they want milk. I, I ignore them, right? And it gets more and more difficult to concentrate on the newspaper in front of me because by now I can feel the breath from both their mouths hitting my eyeballs as they repeat, I want milk, I want milk, I want milk, two inches away from my face. So I get up and I walk toward the kitchen and they finally stop shouting. And on my way to the kitchen, I noticed that the man of the house, once again, has mistaken the couch for a clothes hamper. So I pick up his shirts off the cushions and arms of the sofa. And then I head into our bedroom to drop them in their proper place. And I see our hamper is spilling over with clothes. And I'm reminded that I have to do laundry. So I walk into the washroom to get a basket for our dirty clothes. And at the door of the washroom, which is also the boys' bathroom, I notice they've left me a little pile of clothes, kind of like Hansel in the Brothers' Grim Fairy Tales, leaving crumbs. These crumbs lead me from the door to the bathtub. And like the birds in the fairy tales, I pick up the shoes, socks, pants, shirts, and finally underwear. And then I walk into the boys' bedroom to deposit their clothes in their baskets when I notice that their beds are unmade. And I pull off the linens from their mattresses. Then I notice a pile of superheroes at the foot of each bed. So I have to stop, 
collect all the action figures, and then I walk into the playroom to drop them in their toy box. When the boys see me walk by, they shout, I want milk, I want milk. So I set the toys on the floor in the living room and I walk into the kitchen. I open the cabinets and I'm looking for two plastic cups, but I don't find any because every cup we own is either dirty and sitting inside the kitchen sink or lost in the back seat of the station wagon. So I open the dishwasher instead to load the dirty dishes and I find clean dishes inside but not a single cup. And when the boys demand milk again, I root out two plastic bowls. But first I eye them like a jeweler does a diamond and decide, yeah, the bowls are tall enough to pass as cups. And more importantly, they're clean. I open the refrigerator door to get the milk and I'm stopped, or more like slapped, by an odor that resembles what a dead armadillo smells like after lying on Highway 79 for a week during a Central Texas summer. And as I hunt for the offending odor, I find what looks like molded armadillo inside a plastic container. My plan is to throw away the contents and wash out the bowl. But because the boys are still screaming for milk, I set the moldy critter on the counter and I grab the milk. I pour it into the clean bowls and take them to my sons, who have by now wadded up the newspaper I was reading and are using it to learn how to juggle. So I hand them both their milk bowls and the oldest says, uh, mama, these are bowls, not cups. And I bark, look at what you've done to my newspaper. And then I add, pretend you're a dog. And for the first time ever, this child does as he's told and he laps up his milk with all the neatness of a puppy getting a bath. His younger brother, never one to miss an opportunity to act like an animal, follows him. And they drench their pajamas and the crumpled newspaper I was reading. This is when I sit down and take stock of my meandering. I realize that I won't finish reading the newspaper this morning. I haven't washed our clothes. I haven't made the boys' beds. I haven't picked up their toys off the floor. I haven't emptied the dishwasher. And I haven't cleared dirty dishes from the kitchen sink. Like the boy in Numeroff's book, I'm exhausted. And I try to figure out why nothing got done. I'm baffled by it all because I know I've been busy and I can't figure out why my house smells like a dead armadillo. Thank you for listening and for choosing to spend your time with me. For more information about this podcast, me and other things I've written, go to christinegranados.com. And I would like to thank Kevin McLeod for all the music in this podcast and sound engineer Cookie Hey Looky, please visit their YouTube channels by those names to see how talented they are. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review this podcast. It'll help me out a lot. Next week, I'm going to show what happens when you try to teach children how to lie.